Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. We are virtually at the Bentonville Film Festival, and we are so excited to speak to uh, the filmmakers behind Have a Nice Life. We have Prasanth Kamalakantan, who is the director, writer, and editor, and Artemis Shah, who's our producer. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks Thank for you. Having us. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. So uh, we'll, we'll start off with Prasanth. Uh, introduce our audience to this film. Yeah, so Have a Nice Life is a kind of stoner comedy and road movie about two women on the run from the law. They start their journey in Durham, North Carolina on two very different sides of town. One of them is an Indian housewife in an arranged marriage played by a first-time actor who's also my mom, um, as well uh, as uh, an unemployed stoner musician. And, And their kind of paths cross at the local pawn shop Uh, Things quickly get out of hand. There's a gun involved. Uh, They find themselves fleeing to Canada. And, you know, they're kind of broken down car. The fact that they have no money and paranoia about the police. These all kind of loom as obstacles on their few short, wild days on the the road together. Yeah, very relatable. (laughs) Super relatable. Yeah, just another week. Just another weekend for us here at Bitch Talk. Yeah. Yeah, uh, But uh, yeah, so I I wanted to start by talking about uh, Prasant for you, just how special it was to make this film with your mother in it, shooting in your hometown, Uh, just what the experience was for you. I mean, I feel like you were spoiled with your first feature film. And then uh, Artemis, if you want to join in by just saying, did you feel a difference on set just with the comfort level and the intimacy because of that? Totally. Yeah, I mean, um, it was a really special way to make a movie, you know. I don't think I'll ever get a chance to quite do something like this again because this is also my graduate thesis at NYU. Um, And so it really felt like a lot of things were clicking into place where we had some institutional support, um, crowd access to crowdfunding, being a kind of a thesis production. Um, And, you know, just all of these kind of stories and moments and characters from back home that I'd always wanted to kind of work into something. And this all kind of came together. And, um, you know, uh, given the way it was written, you know, I think that this could have only been put together, like, you know, uh, at my, out of my parents' house. I mean, this was like the house that I was imagining while I wrote it and we had access to it, you know, and the concert venue, you know, that was a kind of a DIY music venue that I worked at for a number of years. And, and so that was like in my mind. And then we tried to get it and we got it, you know, because like, it was like, I had connections via having worked there. And so, you know, so that part was really great. And, and I think as a result, too, it was kind of a bit of like a snowball where we kept picking up members from the community and people were really excited. I mean, uh, you know, we're based in New York now. So like here it's like you want to make a film and you turn into a little piggy bank for people. And they're like, OK, how much like change can I shake out of you? Whereas in North Carolina, people are like, you're making a movie. That's so exciting. How can I help? You know, <laughs> and um, so that was really cool. Um, but, you know, also the fact that it was indie filmmaking is the 
height of summer in North Carolina. You know, uh, like I said, my mom is a first timer. She is a soils agronomist, the Department of Agriculture. And so, you know, she's a middle-aged woman <laughs> trying to work in like 105 degree heat with humidity. And so there's a lot of like, it was like, uh, you know, it was really, really in there, you know, we were in them trenches, but uh, I, I knew that like, even if and I'm really happy with the film and I, I think it's really exciting, but like, I knew that even if the movie didn't work, you know, I had like a, the Hyatt camera that's in the movie, we were just filming throughout as like a kind of a documentary B cam. Um, and I just knew that we would have like a crazy experience, something really memorable regardless. Um, and so I think that that kind of like totally influenced the whole vibe of the production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think on set, like it was a pretty intimate, intimate vibe. And because it was a tiny crew and a tiny cast, um, it necessitated like a certain degree of trust and friendship um for example like prashant didn't give his mother the script in advance so <laughs> he would give her the pages like the night before that morning that morning so you know there was like a code on set we knew that we had to not reveal plot points or you know <laughs> uh always always kind of really trust each other and like understand that we're working with like a mixed group of people um it also just meant that you know we had family dinner every night you know it was hard to prevent Prashant's mom from cooking uh, <laughs> or the crew you're doing enough yeah, yeah. Um, but it was really special like on the weekend most of the crew stayed out. in my parents house yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it really meant that like the set had a very sort of open vibe most of us were film school classmates beforehand and knew each other so I think it made it feel like special it's like we were in an indie band your mom so she's memorizing these lines first thing in the morning she's working in the heat all day and then cooking dinner this woman needs an award anyway go ahead yeah we try we try to shut down the cooking not allowed to cook and on like the days off i'd like catch her like Cooking. Like cooking little snacks cooking be like this snacks for his dad down. and grandma oh, <laughs> so my God. Wow. Yeah, i know i that makes me love her even more mm-hmm. um i do want to talk a little bit about the actual film because my favorite part of course was the dance sequence and video and singing and that song like stuck in my head all night last night <laughs> i love it too Sean. i think that should be our anthem Aaron, i know for you so and i we'll and artemis our is singing Artemis yes, is singing. Yeah. I'm singing. Yes, oh, and, John, and his mother is and singing. Also singing. I loved Was it. it. But yeah, no, well, can you talk about adding that to the film? And also, Prashanth, did you know your mom was this funny? Like, I just couldn't wait until like what her next line was. It was hilarious. <laughs> I had a I had a clue, but I think she really like came into this role. I think like, you know, at first it was like we had to like find a method where we could communicate. And it was like kind of like dealing with the fact that you know, and a crude like equipment pointed. And once we got past that, I think she was really just able to have fun with it. Um, but the, like the music came out of, for me, you know, making this and kind of knowing the restrictions I was facing. And I'm a big fan of like kind of boring, very intellectual European art house films. And I knew that this shouldn't be that because, you know, just because of all of the elements in it and, and the fact that we were kind of making it in this way. And, I really want to make a movie that you could kind of like play at a party or like flip on the TV mm-hmm. and everybody would kind of enjoy it rather than have it be this kind of thing. And 
I was really influenced, um, you know, growing up, we used to go to a theater in town uh, since closed called the Colony Theater in Cary. They would play uh, Bollywood movies and like South mm-hmm. Indian films as well. You know, and these things are like three, three and a half hours. This is like what my whole family grew up on, you know, mm-hmm. and um, they have every single genre in them. And, uh, you know, they have these big song and dances, you know, like five or six of them. And, you know, this is like for a, a, a mass illiterate culture, you know, a very poor country where often this will be like the only entertainment that people have all month, you know, and, and like, it's really interesting to me that this is what the culture has produced for like all these people, you know, it's kind of like this big house that you can just kind of go have a good time in. And, and you know, I, I knew that we couldn't, you know, this wasn't the kind of situation where we could do five or six songs, but I always knew that I wanted like a song in there. Know, just like this like fun and you know when the songs playing theaters like some people stay some people like start kind of dancing in the aisle some people like go out and take a cigarette break you know it's just this, <laughs> you know, this it really i think fun vibe to uh spectatorship mm. and uh and yeah we were really lucky there was a uh, uh bollywood uh dance school in in the triangle and we like worked with oh. a choreographer who was a teacher there and she brought all her students. <laughs> it was like one of the hottest days of the year. <laughs> yeah. How was that as a producer? <laughs> Artemis? That, was, that was probably the hardest day yeah, because, yeah. you know, we had like a seven person core crew. If we had a six person core crew and then two actors um, that were in most of the film. And that day we had an extra 25 people on set and we were filming in a park, Um, you know, but I mean, so many people were just extremely kind to us on that film. So for example, we just asked a coffee shop next to the park. We noticed that they had a conference room and they gave us free holding where everyone could sit and be in air conditioning until their scenes. Um, So we were just really lucky in how supportive and, yeah, like those skaters, like we didn't bring those. Skaters. Yeah, they, they were, were just, down. They were just there and we're like, can we film you in slow motion? It looked really cool. And they're like, yeah. yeah. Well, and our team comes from a skate video background. Yeah, so yeah. he obviously was like, hell yeah. Um, we had to drag him out of the bowl. Yeah. Like, All right, enough skate footage. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that day was definitely challenging. Um it was one of those days where I was really grateful to have walkies, even if we were such a small crew. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it was also totally thanks to the kindness of strangers. So, yeah, you know what I love about that story? That's this film is essentially about that too: finding community, finding somebody to go through tough times with we can't go through it alone and and the making of your film kind of mirrors that that's so beautiful um and, and another thing that i really took from this film was you know sometimes you have to go through the wrong things in order to get to the right thing right oh. um and i i don't know it was that an intended uh, emotion that you want people to get from the film or or did that just sort of happen organically because i i really i mean it it, it happens to all of us right we we get impulsive and we do something without thinking mm-hmm. twice. And then we're like, oh, shit, how did I get here? And then eventually <laughs> yeah. life has a way of working out. Totally. I mean, that was I think it's kind of reflected in the, the refrain of the song, you know, like no one knows where we're going, but it's kind of OK, you know, and like it's kind of the 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 story of the film, too. I mean, it's starring my mom who immigrated to this country as an adult, you know, with my dad. 
and me as a young boy, and they just had no idea what was going to happen to them, you know, like down to the city that they would live in, you know, that came down to my dad getting a job at the postal service. And they were like, do you want to move to Indianapolis or Raleigh? He didn't know the last thing about either of those places. He just knew the Raleigh was warmer. And so, we, you know, I think you made the right choice in hindsight, but, you know, like, and <laughs> 25 to 26 years later she's uh starring in an indie film i mean it's like <laughs> all of the the kind of the crazy twists and turns kind of end up in these surprising sometimes magical places if you're i think open to it you know and, and kind of understand the changes the constant of life and all of those things that we've you know heard a million times but it you know it takes it kind of hitting you in the face to sometimes really get it we can say the same for artemis you know you start off as a producer and all of a sudden now you're a singer so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah bright future whatever path you choose <laughs> and i want to appreciate your background too yeah I me too can see it, oh thank you the party yeah. backgrounds party yeah work. keep you pepped up during that's these the life that just happened to be in there and i was like it's kind of dark and then i was like you know what this is a vibe it works. yeah it's <laughs> a vibe <laughs> for sure for sure well, thank you so much for sitting down with us. We really love this film. Again, from Have a Nice Life, we've been talking to Prasant Kamala Kantan and Artemis Shah. Thank you so much. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions.